Want me to go get it? Looks like now it's good. You got it? Yeah. See, it got warm, and we had, uh, what happens is that there's, um, what do you call it? Like, of ice. ice and then it melts and then it goes back in and it screws things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's the most wonderful time of the year except for the summer when I, you know, love to teach. It is the break week. At Western we used to call it slack week. Yeah. And I think they still probably do. But of course officially it is called reading week. Or as I like to call it, sweatpants week. Uh, excited. We're going a day early because uh, why not? Because I don't teach on Friday and the committee I would normally meet with on Friday doesn't meet today. (coughs) Excuse me. So. (coughs) Jesus. Like a hundred sneezes and coughs at the same time in a row. That's. That was for you, dear listener. Ugh. That was authenticity right there. Todd Maffin would eat that shit up. But yeah, well, so I think for the podcast you should you should show these beautiful mittens that my friends eat it. Oh, okay. Well that, um, I can take a picture of them right now. Knitted. Are they knitting? So the, that's not I don't think the past tense of knitted is of knit is nat. I'm pretty sure it's knitted. Um nat. <laughs> okay, let me find it. Here we go. I'll get a picture of you driving with, there we go, and let's just get one here. Okay. Get that beautiful coloration on the, it's, it's called a seed stitch, I think it's called. Okay. A seed stitch. Yeah. A seed stitch. There's like seed stitch at the bottom, okay. and then on top there's like regular mitted pearl. I don't know. I, I literally know nothing about that. I know that kneading exists. That's, that's all I know. I felt like today. I feel like wearing it's those. It's just minus eight, but it, it feels. It's again, it's like some days just feel so cold and they're yeah. not. No, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, two days ago it was like four. It felt yeah. like it was March. It's like four degrees, Another and it was sun. sunny, not a cloud in the sky. And it's like spring is coming. Spring is finally coming. Of course, now it's not. It's. Uh... <laughs> but you get more days like that as it gets warmer, etc. So fewer days when it's <laughs> we minus eighteen. We always have to discuss weather. Well, you know, like up to here to Boundary Road. Yeah. it's always along Queen Street weather. up to Boundary Road. It's weather. And then. And then we're just... We start talking about other things yeah, on Boundary Road. On Boundary Road, this is where, this is where, so now, now that we've turned onto Boundary, if you're following along on your Google Maps, you just turned on the Boundary Road from, from Queen Street, uh, and this is where, this is typically not where I make Isabel laugh. Usually I make Isabel laugh uh, on, on the Black way Road. back after the tracks. <laughs> after the tracks, yeah. Going on to South Market. Uh, so if you're, if you are mapping this out, uh, that's, that's when that happens, so... Those of you playing a little, playing the home game <laughs> of broken area. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this break that means I'm halfway through the term, so I'm excited about that. Sorry. No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I meant sorry for no, I know, I know, you. and I said go ahead, take your coffee. That's okay. what I did. I didn't. Yes. So I'm excited about <sighs> the whole thing. I'm halfway through, almost. You know. So now the home stretch starts. And in like a month, 
five weeks, I'll be going to Florida for a conference. So I got that going for me. And uh, generally, term's been going well. The problem is each of my classes is scheduled like the, what do you call it, the, the sort of rhythm of each class. Yes. That the tests always happen at the same time. So I get like three tests that I give in two days. Yeah. And I I mar I give things back the next day. That's just how I that's just how I do things. <clears throat> so it's hellish. Um but yeah. So that's coming up after the break actually. <laughs> There's gonna be uh, a bunch of tests. But yeah, like I said it feels good. It feels pretty damn good right now. So we made, we made it this far and not killed anyone. I said, look, it's it's Cambridge Place. It's yeah, right I saw like uh, police cars and stuff like that, yeah. but I didn't. Uh, you just heard stuff. You didn't actually see the person. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a documentary on W5 just the other day, Saturday, about uh, the opiate crisis in this city, which, not unlike in the States, where any industrial town that has an industrial base that isn't as big a thing anymore. It's not like it's, it's not like this is West Virginia coal country, but it is a steel town. And there aren't as many steel jobs there used to be because you don't need four million guys to make steel. There's a train. A train. It's going to be a train, so we're going to be here for a while. There's no way to around the train? Well, not around uh, it, but like underneath no, it, like an no, underpass no way, or something somewhere? No, there's no way to get to okay. where we're going. Well, anyway, so we were at the, this, there was this thing, this uh, documentary about uh, opiate use in town, and it's been... Uh, yeah. It was pretty intense. Um, yeah, and the mayor, like, said he didn't realize that this was a thing. That it was that many. I, I think, he, yeah. you know, because they, they were saying 50 a week, 50 overdoses a week. It's uh, a town of 75,000 people. No, they were saying five a day. Well, that's 50 a week. Isn't it? No, it's 35. 35. Yeah. Still, it's lots. Five a week is, or five a day is lots. Um, it was filmed in, no, in, in November. There's been stuff done since. Uh, but it's part of the problem is in a, in a city this size, the infrastructure isn't there to help people so much, right? 
There, there are detox centers. I, I know someone who used to work there. Sure. Um, it was really like a difficult job for her sure. to do. But detox doesn't help. Isn't treatment? Detox is you go up to a place and you don't take drugs. That's all that means. Yeah. The next thing is you got to get some kind of treatment for not yeah. for, to get off to not want to take fucking fentanyl mm -hmm. or, or 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 heroin or whatever. Um, you know, it's I'm, serious shit. I'm, I don't have the knowledge that you have. Um, well, very few people do. And <laughs> sure. That. Oh, it's fine. But um, I wonder. Is it that the the is it partly like mm -hmm. the drugs are easier to get and they're cheaper? Easier is to it, get than what? Easier to get than before? Like oh they're more yes, there is a lot readily available. Yes, there are more opiates readily available on the street now, mm. and they're cheaper because than they used to be because um, drug companies have developed a lot of opiates that are really good painkillers. There's that's the other thing that people have to keep in mind is these drugs have a utility. Yes. Um, I think they get overprescribed a little bit. Uh, my brother was on opiates when he had the uh, his uh, when he was waiting for his back operation. Yes. And he said the withdrawal was just very unpleasant, and he yeah. doesn't matter how bad pain is, he's never taking anything with an opiate in it again. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you know, it allowed him to function for a, the time between he was waiting for his back operation. So. But yeah, so there's a lot more stuff on the street um, because it's easy to find uh, in pharmacies and then pharmacies get robbed. I mean, or, or, or shipments get robbed by the mob and then they get sold. Right? Um, so... And a lot of people what, take these drugs. What are pharmacies able to do to protect well, they, drugs being... Well, they, they have locks. You know, it's mostly not the pharmacies being broken into so much as shipments being stolen or, or, or corrupt people selling this stuff, you know. Um, yeah, but they're easier to get. They're, they're, they're Seems to me that if, if it was made less readily available, that, that would be half the problem solved. Yeah, but how do you take it off the street? That's how it's readily available. It's not that... That's no, that's the question. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> no clue. Um, Instead of putting people in jails, maybe uh, putting them in education. Well, uh, people. Forced education. Forced education. Users don't tend to be put in prison anymore. Possession as a, mean, isn't a big, as big a thing. The dealers. Oh, the dealers. They're criminals. You know, they're Tony Soprano, or they're uh, the Hells Angels, right? Part of the problem with the drugs is the drugs are dangerous in, their, in, them, in and of themselves. But then you throw in the lifestyle you have to lead, which is devoting your life to heroin, let's say. You have to buy it from bad people in a bad part of town. Uh, if you're injecting it, you might be sharing needles, right? Um, no, I think... Part of it is having opportunity for people because if you have things that feel good that are reinforcing, you are less likely to take drugs. Um, 
that's just the way it works. And it works like that in every society. There are more drug problems and lower socioeconomic status people because nothing feels good. Nothing is rewarding. And their reward circuit in their brain, their mesolimbic dopamine system, doesn't get activated as much as yours and mine do because we are doing pretty well. So we can go to the store and buy food and such or whatever. So instead, but there's a really easy way to get reinforcement for these people, and that's to smoke some heroin, mm. right? Or snort it or inject it or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's about opportunity, right? Um, mm -hmm. And of course, from the perspective of those folks that we saw in that documentary, they have no hope. They all said that. And they all said the same strange thing, which isn't true. Everybody in this town does this. No, they don't. I've never done heroin. None of my students don't. Students at the university don't. There's probably some. Um, but from their perspective, there's nothing. Right? There's no future, no possibilities. Um, and it's a, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because, yeah, there really is no future when all you do all day is smoke, you know, fucking heroin. You're right. You can't hold down a job. You know why? Because you're always full of heroin. It's so it becomes a vicious circle. I'm not mad. I'm not. Uh, and I'm, I see the people as victims. The users, most of them, not all of them, but the vast majority, I think, are are, are, are victims of uh, a lack of opportunity for a lot of people. Right. So, but then some people are like, oh, really? It really depicted Suzanne Marie in a in a in a bad light, you know? They should have been more balanced. How? It was about addiction in Sault Ste. Marie. There, should have, there, there have been just shots of puppies. Or maybe, look at our waterfront. It's nice. And also, the mall's good. And our junior hockey team's the best in the country. Like, that's not about addiction. So I didn't take it as negative about the city. I think those people in the video were negative about the city. But, of course, they'd be negative about living anywhere. Because they're taking heroin. Yeah. You know. But I thought it was very good. I thought it was very good. And we talked about it in my uh, neuropharmacology class, which you can listen to, the episode on opiates. The, if you listen to the lectures, you can yeah. have heard that. And it was a, we had a pretty good discussion in the class. Yeah. So, well, at least the conversation has begun. That's, I think, an important thing that it's done, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But like seeing the person, the paramedic, drive up and down literally the street we're on right now, which is where the Great Northern Road, which is where the, what's his name is, where the grocery store is. Yeah. It's really kind of like. We evolved. We. We have we have this thing and called money. Feels <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah, but and that, jobs and opportunities that can come crashing at any moment. Really. I guess it could. And and then I've got tenure. So. If if let's say we both got super sick all of a sudden, yeah, we'd have to rely on all these this system. Well, if we, and it, yeah. it would. It sounds like really. Difficult to navigate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if we both, like, well, again, I I could go on long-term disability and I'd get full pay for the rest of my life. It's not, but 
that's because of the job I have. But the thing is, and one of my students raised this, that it's not just about addiction that's the issue here. It's about mental health in general in the city mm-hmm. is really stigmatized, especially mm-hmm. when you go to the hospital, this person said. And I've heard yes. that from more than one person. Oh, yeah. I've heard that from more than one person that that the, the staff, not all of them, but some of the staff at the hospital aren't really very sympathetic to people with mental illnesses. Now, oh, I understand no. that because a lot of people with mental illnesses are tough to deal with. That's because they have mental illnesses. Yeah. So I've heard that before. I'm not saying I have any first-hand experience with the hospital here in that regard, but I've heard it. I've heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're probably overworked and underpaid at the hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so there's that. I just read an article in Quebec with um, about a um, uh, it's, it's a mental mental outpatient uh, clinic. Okay. And uh, it's like a twenty-four hour clinic, mm-hmm. and they had. They had like 15 nurses yeah. covering like a 24-hour uh, block place, mm-hmm. and half of them quit oh, it's, last it's week. Got to be tough work because they're made to work 16 hours a day sometimes. Fuck! How can you maintain that? Well, you can't. And doing the, what the work you do? Yes. That's just unreal. Add an aging population with dementia. Yeah, that's right. And a young generation that's wasting away with drugs. Yeah. That's just yeah. who's left to to take care of everybody. Well, that means I should have to, I should just get all the money. They should all give it to me because I'm doing just fine. <laughs> give me all the jobs and all the money. Uh, I'll contract it out to uh, other people. No, it's true. It's true. There are days when it's hard to be optimistic when you read things like that, but you got to look at overall things are better than they used to be, etc. But yeah, there's times when it's really hard to maintain your optimism about how much better the world is than it used to be. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even though you know it's true, right? Because yeah. Because the, 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 the what, do you, what do you call it? The, um, it's called the availability heuristic, right? It's the way it works. Alright, song time. How about that one?
I know I complain about this all the time, but that was one of the worst times ever for people standing around like idiots in, in my way. God. I gave up on one thing. I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to buy any back bacon this week. Because two people were, they must have known the guy who worked in the store. And usually the guys in the, working in the store are really good about that. Like when they position their things when they're stocking shelves, they know how much to leave, room to leave, so people can get by. But then it was this one couple of, I don't know, twits, just like they're, I'm standing there, and there's like five of us waiting for you to get by them. And they're just ignoring everybody. What kind of frozen french fries do you want to get? Oh, these ones look good. Oh, but these ones are on sale. Oh, these ones are sweet potato fries. Gross. And they're just two fucking pieces of shit. That was really pissing me off. And I mean, I was looking at the people behind. I look at the people behind me like this, like with this look on my face, like can you believe these people? And people are like nodding their heads at me, like, yeah, what the fuck is going on? It's like, so they were the you worst. You should have a GoPro going shopping. Grocery shopping. Yeah, or just stream it live, Facebook Live. Just. Yeah. No, it's uh. It was, it was weird that way. I mean, I guess maybe it's Friday, so it's a different set of people. There's always different subsets of people. So, anyway. Kind of I think fries if you, you ever went to hell, that's what it would be. <laughs> yes. It'd be permanently in a grocery store. I don't mind grocery stores. It's the putting away the groceries. People. Yes, it's the Yeah, all the stuff you hate about groceries. Yes. But at least two times today, I said audibly, I hate people. Because <laughs> like, it's like, it's different when someone stops and they're, they're, they're trying to find the right, that's great. I got no problem, we all do that. But it's like, you don't just stop there and take over the world because we're trying to, because you want to figure out what kind of fucking French fries you want before you get to the store, dude. Yes, yes. You know. Anyway. Totally. Anyway, so that was, that was, uh, that was that. Uh, by the way, thank you. Uh, Rachel left a nice comment about uh, her condolences to, about John, and that's much appreciated. Thank you. And other people have said that to me on Twitter and things like that. So about our friend John who died uh, oh, last yes. week. So I, I did get some people saying that. So just to note that oh, thank totally. you people for, yeah. for your uh, kind words mm-hmm. about our friend. Um, anyway. Okay, so exiting the grocery store is usually all about... How bad the people were. Yes. Or what subset of humans is in the grocery store? Because I'm eventually going to write a paper, I think, on this about <laughs> the different populations of people in grocery stores at different times, right? Like a species around the waterhole. Yeah, it's, it's not unlike that. It no, but it's like it's like when you go to uh, the 24-hour metro yeah. store and you go there at like nine o'clock at night and it's all just single guys. It's all who shop. Who all shops at nine o'clock at night, right? Things like that. Oh my god, I'm just tired. Yeah, I'm like I went out. Yes. Last night to two. Well, I started around four. Yeah, you dashed out. Um, Julia was uh, setting up all the paintings in the speakeasy and. Uh, Luckily, they got help from Physical Plant transporting all the easels, which was really oh, great. Oh, that, that is good, yeah. uh, But uh, I went to lend a hand uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, 
then I went to the library and met with a whole bunch of people for seeing if there was interest in continuing the Sioux Media Arts Collective. Okay. And then I came back to the evening and I made it home around 10. 10? Yeah. And I wasn't asleep until maybe half past midnight. I texted uh, Scott McDonald a, um, a grant that's for artists in schools. Oh, nice. Um, with um, the Ontario Arts Council. So, mm -hmm. um, and I said to, I texted him, I apologize for the late uh, text. I just didn't want to forget. And he said, oh, don't worry, I never sleep. <laughs> right. So, um, this morning I was up around 6, and I had a few things kind of lingering in my mind. Sure. And uh, I wonder if it's because I have menopause, or I don't know what it is, oh. but I seem to be more uh, sensitive around things that people do in meetings mm -hmm. uh, with the right to speak and okay. all this yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the dynamics around the table sure. um, and a lot of the people around the table were my friends and others I knew, you knew or, I knew or, or them, and yeah, some of sure. them were new. Oh, okay. Completely new. That's nice. New to Sault Ste. Marie, even. Really? So, yeah. Wow. People so move here? nice. Yeah. That's great. It was nice to, to meet them. And uh, so I got up early because this was like in my head. Right. And uh, I, just, I just needed to take care of a few things like that okay just yeah. it's it's trying it's trying like trying just like doing new things new projects yeah and, sure. and I, that's what I said last night in a small community every single person around a table is very stretched with what they have to do because this we don't have the luxury of having this having this person having that person nearby or right. having that professional yes, studio yes. or yes. having this workshop here or whatever yeah. you know sure of course so a lot of us start you know from the beginning yeah. and learn a whole bunch of stuff the hard way yeah yeah well right having relationships and paying bills and having our kids sick and having you know yeah. tons of other things yeah. Yeah. maybe that's the case for everybody but it feels like I guess that it's uh, amplified by the fact that yes. you might be the only one yes. who you know who knows about this resource or this yeah Grant or this, sure. you know, thing. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You want some wine? Um, just two, please. Yeah, so Chateau de Gorgonzola and one nice one? Yeah. Okay. You and don't even have to ask now. Okay. Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
motor inspection.
as you can hear. Bag. Chateau de Gorchow, Gorchefleurde, yeah. I think that's what it's called. It's not actually Chateau de Gorgonzola. You know what's weird is the um, academic spam is so weird. Fake journals wanting you to publish. Fake conferences wanting you to go to them. I'm, uh, I just finished reading um, a letter by a teacher that Maddie posted. Uh, oh yeah. That they have a high school teacher doing drills with his students. Yeah. For protection against a shooter. Yeah, I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? And it's just. I remembered, I think it was last October, there was a lockdown at, at John's school. Yeah, it was a fake bomb threat though. Yeah, but it happened twice, I think, in yeah, a in short a period. Yeah, in a couple days, yeah. And um, I'm not sure what what exactly it was. I don't think it said bomb threat. I, I can't remember. Exactly what is they said. There was something, a threat on social media, in fact, if yeah. I remember correctly, is what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what they said. Yes. And, um, you, you kind of, like, it's gone, it's done, so you don't think about yeah, it anymore. But, well, the difference is, kids in Canada don't have ready access to firearms. Well, they can be found. Yeah, but, but they don't. No, I know. Because there aren't as many guns. No, I know. I know, I know you know. I do, I'm sorry, I'm just very upset about this whole thing. Sorry, keep going. You're right. It's upsetting as hell. Just, um... It's like it's, a... It's so frustrating yeah. that they don't... They, they can't make that decision, and they're, they're uh, a nation that have changed many things and sure. they've improved sure. on they've gone through so many times of trouble with segregation slavery segregation uh, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist no, no I understand um, but they've They've created and invented so many uh, awesome things. Yeah, yeah. And they can make change. They can affect change. Yeah. When they joined the Second World War, they stopped it alongside with us, no, yes. But it countries, needed yes. them in order to stop it. They 
in history they have made the right decisions when they well, needed very, to be very made. O- more often than not, yes, I agree. They used to be, like in my mind, uh, maybe in my 25-year-old mind, they used to be like this, this, this giant. And uh, you know, if if I compared. Um, Russia with the states. I was always with the states. Oh, sure. And China with the states. I'd be with the states. Oh, sure. You know, they were like, it felt like they were the good guys for a while. They usually are the good guys, even still, but yeah. But still. Of course, they, they must be. Like, there are a vast, there are 300 million people living yeah, there. Of course. So you can't say that they're all bad, but it's no, just. No, no, of course not. That'd be stupid. What? What? Why is it like Obama came so close to changing the the medical world there? That was like a big thing. So why why can't they try to to all decide together? Like, well, they, because it's so polarized, right? Is the first thing. It's become everything is about Republican or Democrat. Um, it's already exceedingly conservative in the states, more than any other Western country. Right, and I think part of that's because it's from the history of, part of that is from the history of slavery. Um, when you, so it's partially that, um, and so they're very conservative already. They won't do things. Uh, they have a national myth that says that there's something special about their country better than every other country in the world. American exceptionalism. There's there's a fucking name for it. Yeah. Um, so they have that idea, right? So it's hard to convince people who have been told since they were children that only in America can X, Y, Z. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. Um, and you, no matter how many times you tell people from there that every other Western country doesn't have school shootings, uh, you know, every couple of weeks and it's, and it's just normal. And the difference is that they go, well, it's all mental health. Fine, fine, fine. Your country's sick then. Either your country's sick, except that, or the fact that everybody has access to fucking guns. But they don't care. Half the people don't give a shit. And also, in the States, there's a victim-blaming culture that is much more than any other place that I know of where poor people are blamed for being poor. Because, you know, anybody can be president. So if anybody can be president, if your national myth is that anybody can be president and that anybody, that, that the American dream is that anybody can make it, then it's the fault of you for not working hard enough for being poor or even getting killed in a school shooting. The fucking president said that in essence the other day. The president's an idiot. But it's a weird place, man. And it's getting weirder. That's that's the thing. Wasn't and, he handed his, his uh, fortune? Well, yeah, of course he was. A small loan of $10 million from his father. That's what he's always saying. <laughs> small loan of $10 million. Have you ever waited this long at this light? I never long. Anyway. Yeah, so, anyway, I, I, I... They don't want to fix it. They like all having guns. They're assholes. <laughs> not all of them. That's not fair. But, I mean, a lot of them are. Because it, it says in their constitution, a, well, a well-regulated militia, the right to bear arms for a well-regulated militia. You're supposed to be able to regulate it. It's now to the point where you can own any fucking weapon, except I don't think you're allowed to own a nuclear weapon or, <laughs> or, or uh, you know, mortars or your, own, or your own fighter jet. 
And I bet you could do a Second Amendment challenge before the Supreme Court, and they go, well, you know, right to bear arms, you should be able to have your own F-16. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just... The rest of the world doesn't behave like this. The rest of the civilized world. We don't think a cost... It's, oh, it's a cost of doing business. Kids get killed all the time. Pisses me off to no end. I, I get, it now just makes me angry. It used to make me sad. But now, I'm not sad about it because I expect it to happen. When I see a thing that says... On CNN, uh, I get a news alert, and it says uh, there's a shooter, uh, a quote, active shooter, which is a term that, I, that, that nobody uses anywhere else in the world. You know, if you take a look at the gun violence, if you factor out the conflict part, so wars and stuff, uh, for, for if you look at gun violence, which you factor out insurgencies and all that stuff, uh, there's only one country in the world that has more gun deaths per, per capita than the United States, and it's fucking Iraq. And that's because there's a whole bunch of guns that got into the population because after the, the war, they didn't disarm the army properly. The army just disappeared. So there you go. But no, it's not the guns. It's not the guns. It's not the guns. It's, it's, it's mental health. It's mental health. So yes, now let's all blame people who are sick. So put a stigma on, on every person who has a mental health issue and say they might be a, a become a, quote, active shooter. I am so tired of people blaming this all on mental health. And that goes the other way, too. It's like, so some guy who's, a, who's pledged his, 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 his allegiance to ISIS goes around shooting people like at, at the thing in Orlando. Mental health. No. He said he wanted to be a fucking terrorist. I'm just so tired of that crutch, the mental health crutch. Stop having so many guns, America. You don't need them. The rest of us live fine without guns. One they thing don't... I know for sure is that, like the students were talking and they were saying that they sort of knew that he was like that. That he was kind of a, yeah, a nut. And often, there are two worlds. There's the world of the, the, the youth and yeah. the world of the parents oh, of course, and yeah. the teacher. That's right, that's right. And there's not much communication between them, you know? But I'll tell you something, there were loner kids when I went to high school who were antisocial and weird. But they didn't have access to guns. This kid apparently would bring his guns to school and show them to people. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? I know. I know. You know? It's delusional. It's... No, it's... Well, who knows what it is? Uh, we don't know. We can't know now. When yeah. you're, when you're that it? age, it's, it's all about you. It's all... Yeah, of course. It's being a teenager. You know, one of our first episodes was after Sandy Hook. Well, Think about that. Thinking, you know, like we're just across, like from our house, we can see the state. Literally, yeah, exactly. Because there's a river and we can see a little bit of it. Yeah, and it's sure. right there. It's right there, yeah. Yeah. And the difference between us and them is just so broad in this 
in this sense and in another sense there isn't much of a difference no probably you culturally you go to Michigan and yeah. you, you know you can you can speak the same language you can you have pretty much the same layout at the 7-Eleven you, yes. you use All the Walmart's same bank same. cards you, yes you yes. have the same cars yes. you have the same clothes yes. <laughs> the same sort of look about you yes. you know uh, we're thinner fashion but yeah, that's right. We are probably culturally the most similar people to, the, to Americans. Right? Canadians. Yet, on some things, they are so different. The gun thing. The religion thing. Like, I have never asked someone about their religion. It doesn't even fucking occur to me. Because it's not my business what your religion is. Whereas in the States, it's like, it's a, it's a topic of conversation. Like, I, 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 I yeah. Most people I know who are religious are quiet about it. Most people I know who, I mean, except at times, and that's fine. But it's, it's, so there's that, there's that weird fact that, you know, I would consider myself uh, politically on the left part of the Liberal Party of Canada, which would make me basically a communist in the States. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I'm just so fucked up. It's... And the, what, I wish they would, uh, well, of course, because they're so insular, they don't even know this. The rest of the world looks at them like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? You're not the greatest in anything. You're the greatest in incarcerated people per 100,000 and the greatest in gun deaths. Way to go. Those are two things to be really proud of. Yeah. I'm just so pissed. I got a lot of American friends, and they're pissed a lot. Most of them are pretty pissed off, too, actually. You know. And I'm the, the least, I am the not an anti-American, knee-jerk anti-American like some people I know. Who just think everything the states does is wrong. I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not on that team. At all. A lot of Canadians are. But Jesus. You elect all the racist. I, I can't imagine the suffering that people go through. Yeah. Even like here with the Golden Bushy verdict. Yes, You sure. can kill someone and and you'll be found not guilty. It's I guess the just, guy had a good lawyer. I don't know. Fuck. It's it's not it's unacceptable. We can't live like that. Like, we, yeah, but there's a difference. You can't kill someone. Other people uh, in another house, they hid and they called the RCMP or whatever. And they didn't go to their guns. No, one guy did. Yeah. And he shot that kid. And then apparently went back to his kitchen and made tea and... Yeah, I don't know what's... Let, let the person there. Well, I, I don't know what's... what. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what the kid was doing. I don't know anything. But nothing I, justifies I him getting bit. shot. That's all I'm saying. Uh, just we have a weird, we're living in a weird world. Yeah. And it's in order to kind of um, get through life, muddle, muddle through. You, you, you almost can't look at anything. It's just. <laughs> You have to live in a bubble yeah. in order to... And as I was saying before, it's hard to convince yourself sometimes that it is safer than it ever was. Because it is. The world is better than it's yeah. ever been. Yeah. But by the data. But the hard yeah. thing is that 
racist uh, government rather than, you know, a qualified it's woman who used non-stop. email. Stop. Yes. Non stop. And uh, it, it affects me, and I'm sure it affects a lot of people. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you keep you keep going and you keep believing, okay, it's okay. We're gonna Sorry we got angry and mad oh and I yelled. God. I'm sorry so everybody. Anxious. But sorry. I'm just no, but anyway, uh we'll I'll play a song so that'll make us happy. And it looks like a okay. package has arrived. Yeah. Yay, Amazon or something or someone else. So there you go.
upstairs are getting hungry You can shout in the wind about how it will be Or you can clench your fist and shake your head Head to the country Well, I got no doubt about it, friends That's where they'll find me Well, ask the boys down in the gutter Well, they won't lie cause you don't matter Well, the street's just fine if you're good and blind But it ain't where you belong Roll down your sleeves, pick up your money and carry yourself home Roll down your sleeves, pick up your money and carry yourself home 